You are listening to the Sound the War Cry podcast, episode four, Storing Water for a Disaster. From people of faith, hope, courage, and lots of knowledge, welcome to the Sound the War Cry podcast. We are your source for inspiration, motivation, and practical advice from faith-based leaders to help you mentally and physically prepare for the unforeseen days that lie ahead in our world. Please note that our viewpoints are merely for your entertainment and do not represent the LDS Church or any faith-based Christian religion. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sound the War Cry podcast. I am your host, Heather Mitchell, and today... We've got a really great topic that we do need to cover before we go any further. We're going to be talking about water because water is very, very important. It's the number one resource that you're going to, you're going to want. You're going to definitely need if there is a crisis or a disaster in your area. Did you know that the average human body can survive about three minutes without air, three hours without shelter, in inclement weather, three days without water, and three weeks without food. So why store water? Well, we are fortunate to have clean water pipe directly to our homes. However, situations may arise that can interrupt or contaminate the supply of safe drinking water. And these interruptions may include earthquakes, hurricanes, flooding, Hazardous material spills, terrorist attacks, disease, strikes, etc. And some disasters like earthquakes may rupture water mains and create a water shortage for days or even weeks. Clean drinking water is the single most important item you should include in your food storage. That's what I believe. But how much water? Well, most experts believe that you should store one gallon of water per person per day. That's two quarts for drinking, two quarts for food preparation and cleaning purposes, and enough water to last about two weeks. So that equals 14 gallons per person. But many people believe that one gallon per day is too low per person. So the calculation is based on an adult in cool weather without physical activity. Serious health risks may result due to drinking so little in hot or active situations. So you have to be prepared, you guys. Babies, children, nursing mothers, the sick, and the elderly, they're going to need more than two quarts per day. Think about hygiene. An emergency situation may require you to be more active than you normally are, thus increasing your daily water requirements. So there's going to be an evacuation, maybe search and rescue, rebuilding. You may be involved in all of these. You're going to need water to clean yourself up and to help the situation out. So remember, if you are living in a desert type area, your daily water requirement is even greater. So the recommendation is to store no less than two gallons per person per day. That's 28 gallons of water for each person for your 14-day supply. And if you have the means, store as much water as possible because you can always share your extra water with family or neighbors who aren't as prepared. 
So what kind of water should you use? Uh, you could use tap water. Clean, inexpensive, and easy to rotate frequently. Storing in clean, opaque containers in a cool and dark location. You probably don't need to treat your water at all. Under these conditions, the water can actually get more pure with time. Since there is no guarantee that the water or the container is actually bacteria-free, I'm going to recommend treating it, though. Let's talk about water storage for a second. The easiest way to store the bulk of your water is in 55-gallon polyethylene plastic water barrels. And these can be found on the internet for about 45 to $65 or obtained locally from food storage or container companies. Just make sure your containers are food grade quality. 55 gallon barrels are often available through companies that distribute beverages or syrups. Think about Coke and Pepsi. And if you clean them well, they can provide a good container that costs considerably less than a new one does, $17 to $22. Just look on uh, Google and see, just type in barrel distributors in your area and see if there's something similar where you could get a barrel and clean it out really good. But be aware because some syrup flavors may remain and the flavor will diminish each time you refill the barrel, of course. But consider a barrel, if you buy one that's been packaged with syrup or something else, consider one that contained like a lemon lime soda over soy sauce, okay? Trust me on that one. So, of course, there's blue containers, there's translucent, there's black, there's 15 gallons, there's 30 gallons, there's 55 gallons. Look around where you might have some possible storage space around your home, or if you live in an apartment, just check it out. See what you're able to store and where you're able to store it. Some people will put in an underground rainwater storage tank that kind of hooks up to their rain gutter there and fill that tank up. That's a great idea if you want to do that. There's also really, really, really big storage tanks, you know, that would fill a ton of water. And they're more like something you would see on a farm. There's 275-gallon tote tanks, which are like a big, huge cube square that have a spout on them. And they stack really nicely. So those are going to be about... $350 each. They're kind of expensive, but th that's a really great option if you have the space and the resources. There's water, water pillow storage tanks, such as the Water Bob, where you can just fill, fill it up, and it's a BPA-free plastic container. You can put that in your bathtub if you're not using your bathtub, and use your bathtub as a storage tank for water which is like an aquapod. It's a great idea if you have an extra bathtub in your home that you're not using. 55-gallon barrels are a good water storage option as long as you are staying at home. But what if you have to evacuate? 55-gallon barrels are too large, heavy, and awkward to transport. One gallon of water weighs approximately 8.3 pounds, but a 55-gallon drum will weigh about 460 pounds. That's heavy. So you got to think about that. Portable water storage. So in addition to your 55-gallon drums, you could store water in smaller portable containers. Some possible portable storage containers include 2-liter soda bottles, 1-gallon apple juice bottles, 5-gallon water jugs. And store enough water in portable containers to supply each person 2 gallons for at least 3 days. Of course, longer is better. 
Portable water containers also make refilling at streams, water trucks, or emergency water stations more practical than a big drum. Make sure that the bottles you select are food grade quality and have tight fitting screw cap lids. Opaque containers are the best. Translucent containers may allow algae growth, but rotating your water every six to 12 months will reduce this risk. So that's important to date your containers and rotate them. Do not use milk jugs. Milk jugs do not seal well and are biodegradable. They will break down within six months. Plastic containers are permeable. Since plastic is permeable to certain vapors, water stored in plastic should not be near gasoline, kerosene, pesticides, or similar substances. So it's advised to store plastic water containers away from direct sunlight. And if sunlight is unavoidable, replace that water every six to 12 months for sure, okay? Avoid using glass or metal containers. Glass and metal containers are heavier than plastic and glass is more easily broken. So let's not use glass. Metal containers can give water a metallic taste. So that's not a good idea. Water stored in metal containers should not be treated prior to storage with chlorine since the chlorine compound is corrosive to most metals. Just don't use metal. Um, avoid chlorine bleach bottles because they contain an anti-static agent which prevents accumulation of dust during storage. And so they're not healthy for human consumption. Even though we put a little bleach, don't we, in our water, let's not use the bleach container itself. All right, and of course, five-gallon containers work well. There's nice um, things on Amazon you can buy called water bricks that are three gallons each, and they stack nicely. They're easy to manage and carry around. They stack together like a puzzle. They're a really great thing to purchase if you want to have some water storage. So here's some notes on water storage. Stored water should be checked occasionally. If any changes such as cloudiness or an odor are noted, replace the water and treat as before. One of the things that affect the taste of water in long-term storage is it starts to go flat. And this occurs when your stored water sits still and loses the oxygen trapped between its molecules. You can improve the taste by pouring the water back and forth between containers to aerate it or by beating it with a hand egg beater. Just some thoughts here. Store some powdered drink mixes like Kool-Aid, lemonade, etc., uh, to add to your water. I don't typically recommend something like that because of sugar, but some children might need some encouragement to drink their daily requirement of water. So Powerade and Gatorade drink mixes, they will contain electrolytes, but your best bet is just to drink some really good water. Other sources of water available in emergency situations are the water heater, water softener containers, and the water storage area of the toilet, water pipes, ice in the freezer, etc. If you have freezer space, storing some water in the freezer is a good idea. If you lose electricity, the frozen water could help keep foods in your freezer frozen until the power is restored. It's the water in your body that saves you, not the water in your canteen. If supplies run low, never ration water. Drink the amount you need today and try to find more for tomorrow. You can minimize the amount of water your body needs by reducing activity and staying cool. If you are low on water, 
don't eat. This will only increase your body's need for water. So if we talk about water treatment methods, boiling is a way to treat your water. It's going to make sure the bacteria and viruses are um, cleaned out. You can strain with a cloth, but that doesn't mean the bacteria and viruses or chemicals or taste is going to be good. The cloudiness might go away, though. Chlorine-treated water, bacteria and viruses, again, will be out with that chlorine. But the taste and the chemical in there, you might have a little bit of that. Same with iodine, same with solar pasteurization. Um, the, the best way to get a, sp a full spectrum of cleanliness to your water is the distillation method. So to distill your water. Reverse osmosis, of course, is good. But again, there could be bacteria and viruses. We just don't know. It's moderately effective there. Charcoal filters. Yep. So there's lots of different ways you can treat your water. If you're going to boil it, boil it vigorously for one minute and allow it to cool to room t temperature. Do not add ice to it. Boiling water is recommended. It's going to kill that bacteria, parasitic, and viral causes of diarrhea. So adding a pinch of salt to each quart will improve the taste. Of course, you can pre-filter your water to reduce the cloud cloudiness. Um, people will use a coffee filter or just a bandana and they'll run their water through there to strain off any particles, which can be helpful. Chlorine bleach, let's talk about that, the liquid kind. One gallon of clear water can be treated by the addition of one eighth teaspoon, that's about five to eight drops of liquid chlorine bleach containing 4% to 6% sodium hypochlorite. And most bleaches contain 5.25%. Make sure you get an unscented bleach. That's important. It just needs to be the pure kind. One-eighth cup of bleach will treat 55 gallons of water. One-fourth cup if it's cloudy. And the bleach should not contain phosphates, softeners, fragrances, or soap additives, like I said. Okay? Just pure bleach. Bleach will last six months at cool temperatures before it starts to break down. It will degrade at about 20% per year until it becomes salt water. Stored in warm temperatures, it will degrade more rapidly. For long-term storage solutions, what do you do? The answer is store sodium hypochlorite in its dry form. Calcium hypochlorite. That's one way. So calcium hypochlorite is a granular, and calcium hypochlorite is widely available for use as swimming pool chlorine tablets or white powder that is much more stable than chlorine. This is often known as pool shock. One one-pound bag can treat 10,000 gallons of water. Granular calcium hypochlorite, if kept dry, cool, and in an airtight container, may be stored up to 10 years with minimal degradation. 65% to 90% calcium hypochlorite must be NSF approved and must be non-stabilized chlorine. So how to disinfect water using, using calcium hypochlorite. Using granular calcium hypochlorite to disinfect water is a two-step process. Make a solution and then treat the water with it. To make a stock of chlorine solution, do not drink this, dissolve one heaping teaspoon, about one quarter of an ounce of high test 65 to 90% granular calcium hypochlorite for each two gallons, eight liters of water. 
To disinfect water, add one part of the chlorine solution to 100 parts water to be treated. Let the mixture sit for at least one half hour before drinking. You can also use tincture of iodine and it. There it's just iodine drops. If using tincture of iodine, 2% solution, add five drops to a quart of clear water. If the water is cloudy, add 10 drops per quart. Allow that water to stand for 30 minutes before drinking. When the water temperature is at least 77 degrees Fahrenheit, increase the standing time for colder water. There's water purification tablets, either chlorine or iodine based. Be sure to follow the manufacturer's directions for treatment and allow sufficient time for the chemical to work before using. That's usually 15 to 30 minutes. Check the label for expiration date since the tablets can become ineffective with time. Most tablets have a storage life of approximately two to five years unopened, less if stored in the heat of your garage. You can also treat your water using something called a solar distillation water cone. They're about $54 to $69 each. You can go to www.watercones.com and that will help treat your water as well. Distill it really nicely. There's UV filters, UV light filters for water. You can use those UV light filters. And you just push the button and stir it for 90 seconds per liter. But these are battery powered. They're not as effective in cloudy water. You could purchase some backpacking water filters, which are nice to have if you're up in the mountains or camping. Backpacking water filters, um, they work really well. The protozoa, they filter out 2 to 200 microns. Bacteria, 0.1 to 15 microns. Viruses, 0.01 to 0.03 microns. And human hair, diameter 80 to 100 microns. So these have some really good filters on them. You could purchase the Berkey filters. Those are something people love. Consider higher output filters for home use, and that's what the Berkey filter is. Berkey filter elements plus buckets can save you like 200 bucks. So there's instructions on how to kind of have your Berkey filters and make your own buckets for your, for your water purification and store your water in the bucket. Other filters could be the Life Straw, Filter Pen, the Eye Straw. There's different straws you can use. If you find some still standing water, those filter out everything. Those are great. Now, what about pool water? Well, swimming pools are full of impurities from dirt, body oils, lotions, sweat. We add chemicals to our water to prevent the growth of organisms. Um, this means the chemicals and impurities are left behind as evaporation takes place. New water is added to replace the evaporated water, which is then treated, increasing the concentration of chemicals and impurities. It is safer to treat canal water than the water in your swimming pool. The best practice is to use your pool water for hygiene needs and for flushing your toilet. Leave your other water storage for drinking only. But note this, in many locations, you do not own the water in your swimming pool. The city can come and claim it at any time during an emergency. So don't rely on having that swimming pool. If you are filling your water barrels with water from the hose, most garden hoses now carry a tag that's say warning this hose is not intended for drinking water and this product contains lead or a chemical known to the state of California to cause cancer birth defects or other reproductive harm 
So you could buy a hose that that um, is like a flat hose to fill your barrel, something that wouldn't have lead in it. Okay, so make sure you think about that if if you're going to use your hose for drinking water. Water barrel accessories would be a siphon pump, a bung wrench, bung caps, hose bib, and hose. If you want to clean your water barrels out, try using a strong water bleach solution, one part bleach to nine parts water. If you have let mold grow, let it sit overnight. Also have the kids roll the sealed container with the solution inside around the yard for an hour or so. Rinse and repeat if necessary. Empty, rinse and fill as you normally would. So this is how you start protecting yourself should there be an emergency and you're going to need some water. Just keep in mind, best practices are two gallons of water per day. Start with 72 hours. Make sure you have enough water for each person in your family for 72 hours. And then once you get there, see if you can't store enough for three months and work your way up to six months work your way up to one year. That's where we want to get everybody is to have a one year supply of water for the entire family. Now I understand that most of us don't have the space for that. So please, whatever you can, store what you can. As you store that water for your family, you will be blessed for your efforts for sure. So don't panic if you don't feel like you have enough. I have a feeling that we're all going to be there to take care of each other if times get really rough. But let's do our part right now to store the water we need to take care of our families if there is a disaster. Thank you so much for listening. Go get your water. Bye-bye. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, can you do me a favor? If you know somebody who's into emergency preparedness or likes to talk about the scriptures in the last days, please send them to soundthewarcry at gmail.com and we'll interview them. Thanks so much. Have a great day.